The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Jones has it. Looks to his right. Throws it to the right. Got it. Touchdown. He's got it. Patriots. There he is. Mike Gesicki off the side of a milk carton. Catching the game winner. Buffalo falls to New England 29-25 in a disastrous game here at Gillette Stadium. It's not enough. Uh, we didn't do enough. Um, you know, we didn't put him in position enough and um, didn't play complimentary football. If we knew where the answers were, we wouldn't be in this position. You know, we just got to find a way to get a stop. The biggest thing is missed tackles and uh, execution. You know, Vaughn took six snaps yesterday. I've been punched in the mouth before. You know, our season's not over. Long season. You know, it feels pretty bleak right now, but we're going to figure it out. Mike Danger. Blame Assessment Monday. Gene Battaglia. Who do we blame? Do we blame Josh? Sean McDermott did not have his team ready to go. Good thing we have a, uh, have a Thursday night game coming up, short week. We're able to, uh, to flush this, learn from it. Just got to move on pretty quickly. 95.7 <laughs> FM and AM. 950 The Fan, Rochester. Sneaky good night for sports action, by the way. You've got a lot going on. You've got a, a Game 7 coming up later in the ALCS. You've got what could be, be a potentially a series clinching Game 6 in Philadelphia in the NLCS. You've got Monday Night Football with the, the Vikings hosting the Niners to conclude week, week seven. You've got you've got Sabres hockey tonight. Yeah, it, uh, you've got a lot of choices here tonight. And yet we're going to be talking about the Buffalo that's Bills. Right. Yeah, with that's all a, that yeah. being said, all that being said, we're all here licking our wounds on a blame assessment Monday. We welcome you into the sports bar. Appreciate you checking us out and listening along locally at 95.7 FM. AM 950. We're on the Odyssey app. If you search out the Fan Rochester, you'll find us there. You'll also find the Fan Rochester streaming on YouTube and on Twitch. When you're there, make sure you like and subscribe. And you can even ask your smart speaker to play 95.7 The Fan. And we're there with you uh, everywhere you go. Uh, I'm Mike Danger. That's Gene Battaglia. It wasn't like we said there was no chance. We presented this last week saying what would be the scenario where the New England Patriots would win and number one on the board, Bills beat the Bills. To me, that's what it felt like yesterday, Danger. The fact that you began this game and you're throwing an interception and you only have one offensive play, one, and you're already down 10 nothing at that point. Um, you can't do that on the road. So it was a failure on offense, on defense. And yeah, in Tyler Bass missing a field goal. I don't know if that uh, would have helped matters at all. But to me, there's plenty of blame to go around from yesterday. But when we were joined last hour by Ryan Talbot, there was one line that kind of stuck with me there. And, and ultimately, you could say it's a head coach, and I would listen to that. But yesterday was not a good day for Josh Allen. Josh Allen was just a little off. He was a little off here or there. He seems a little tentative. And you could say, too, it's the coaches and uh, you know, the way Dorsey is employing uh, Josh Allen at this point. And Ryan Talbot's line, you cannot drive Josh Allen like a Prius. You don't. He, he's a Josh Ferrari. Josh Allen's a Ferrari. He's a Ferrari, Bills, yeah. And the Bills want him to be a Prius. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, man, that that's what it feels like has happened here offensively, that, that defense is... Used to have to be on their heels against Josh Allen because he's such a dual threat. He could run. He could tuck it and run and surprise you with a big play. Now, well, it's pretty widely known around the NFL. He's not going to do it. You don't see him do it. You don't need a spy. You don't need a spy anymore against Josh Allen. And because of all of that, his head's a mess. He's, his brain is scrambled. And he's always looking for that that impossible throw downfield 
and maybe just maybe he'll hit it. I mean, some of the deep shots, man, if you connect on that pass to Diggs early where he's got a couple of steps behind the secondary, magnificent. That's Everything the play we're talking was about. was just a little off. Yeah. Watch the fourth down play. Now, Knox has to come up with that. We can all agree, right? But you know what would help if you actually deliver the ball on time? <laughs> you know, like that was there, and it's a half second late. And all others have pointed out, why not just run? It's there. Get around the corner. That, that that's an easy first down and fourth and two. So um, you heard the sound bite there in the open, and you also heard in the sports update Sean McDermott talking about playing complementary football. You know, teams with good offenses like the Chiefs and the Dolphins, do they ever talk about complimentary football or do they just kind of go out there and do their thing? I just, I, I I was kind of thinking to myself, I wonder how we as a fan base would take hearing from the head coach just once a line that he used to hear every week when he was an assistant in Philadelphia. It starts with me. Ownership and accountability. It starts with me. Yes, we have to do better. We need to execute. We need to get, you know, he's saying all the things that you expect him to say in a press conference afterwards, but I don't hear it starts with me. We didn't hear it after the worst loss that we can remember in recent memory, right? After 13 seconds, there was no, it's on me, guys. That one's up. Is that a fear of of losing the job? Is it is it too transparent to say, hey, I'm the head coach. Everything runs through me. Or... It's just such a complicated relationship he has with Andy Reid. Sean McDermott is not in this league if it's not for Andy Reid. Andy Reid fired Sean McDermott. Um, Sean McDermott doesn't want to turn into Andy Reid. I think he's he already is. He is Andy. He's early Andy Reid. Now he's Andy Reid without the success. He doesn't have the championship games, right? Yeah, the the Super Bowl run. We have one. Yeah, yeah. Andy is an Eagles coach, also. The hallmark of the Andy Reid Eagles when McDermott was there, and if you believe that you're a product of your environment, a lot of things fell through the cracks. It were details. It was it was the details that that really always kind of hurt those Eagles, and the details once again hurting this Bills team yesterday as they attempt to get the win and, and fall just short. We have breaking news. Do we? Let's just keep on coming. It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Dawson Knox has a broken wrist. He's undergoing surgery. It's according to head coach Sean McDermott who just spoke. Okay. Okay. I was waiting for a prize. I saw that cross my feet. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we had a proper source. That Who's uh, first in that? Is that Perino? No, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott went, just, just spoke to reporters, so that's officially on the record there. Okay. Uh, well, we saw him, you know, braced up. After the, uh, what was it? After the, was it the Dolphins game that he hurt himself? Yeah, so like McDermott, he goes on Giants here. game. Yep. Uh, Dawson Knox having wrist surgery. It's a nagging injury he's been dealing with. So no time, according to Chris Brown, no known timetable. So Dawson Knox out indefinitely. And probably somebody who shouldn't have been out there the last two games if he's playing with a wrist that now requires surgery. Whew. Yeah, you're right. The hits just keep on coming for the Buffalo Bills. Well, if there's a bright side there, Dalton Kincaid had his best day as a pro. Do you see him being used 
more frequently now as a pass catcher than that you, was like the bright spot yesterday. Right. Like, wow, what a concept there. <sighs> Do I see that? Uh, without Dawson Knox, I don't know. You go with 12 personnel. Like if Quentin Morris isn't ready to be back. When they use their 12 a- personnel, I mean, they're using their 12 personnel to assist in the run game. I mean, Kincaid has been okay as a blocker. Knox is an okay blocker. Like I think two tight ends there make them, you know, equal one okay blocker. But Kincaid is the guy that you want down the field catching balls. And maybe Morris is more the guy that you can bring in as, as a, a better blocker in that 12 personnel. Or do you just abandon this dream of 12 personnel? I mean, let's face it, earlier in the season, you're running at more than half of your offensive snaps. I, I'm not sure what the ratio is through seven games, but they've been running it a lot. Do you go back to the offense that you had last year where you weren't running as much 12 personnel? Yeah, a little more Surefield and, and Hardy down the field. Uh, you're, we're here for you. 8664-FAN, uh, 8664-326. Starting us off in happy hour is Brad and Rochester. What's up, Brad? Hey, you know, the uh, Dawson Knox being out is kind of a blessing in disguise. We can run 11 personnel, and we can look more like the Chief and use Kincaid like Kelsey and do fast break offense. Two-minute offense, start from the beginning of the game and go. <laughs> like how the K-Gun was born, basically. Let's, Might let's, as well. Yeah, it's yeah. just the only time it's working. Only time we're scoring. You don't under, who's the head coach? That's not complimentary that's, football, That's Brad. not complimentary football. Like like Sean McDermott's sorry crass statement, his wet dream is going to be the nine-minute drive that gave his defense a breather. I love that Gene's such a choir boy. Yes, he has to apologize well, before gonna... making a crass statement. Well, isn't that one of the shows would do you that? Might as well just, you might as well just can Dorsey now. I, I don't think you're getting Dorsey. I don't think you're getting anybody better than Dorsey. Certainly not at this point in the season, and, and maybe in the offseason you can evaluate well, remember, it. Remember, Mike, Mike Shula is sitting as an offensive consultant with the team, mm-hmm. and he was McDermott's OC when he played with Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And I think that was the last he time he was an OC. I mean, they, to be really good and ran him a lot. Yeah. And who knows what may happen there. Yeah. Brad, 10 days after this game to go. You're not firing your coordinator in the middle of the season. I don't see this no. team doing that, but I appreciate that, Brad. And, and look, the sentiment that they should, they should go two minute right away. Like, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see that, but well, it's what, not going to happen. Where is the creativity on this offense? That's also part of this. Like, you know, exactly like we, we have the one play against the Giants, the one play where Hardy on the goal line. That's fantastic. Um, we don't have anything else. There's a point Dan Fates brought up uh, earlier today in the three o'clock hour, like just the creativity on this. But uh, to use the words of our, our counterparts in Cleveland, I don't know if this is fire the coach radio. Like, I know everybody wants to pile on Dorsey. It's a team that's still four and three. But if you're just being honest with yourself, do they really have the talent? Do they have elite talent on this team? I don't think they have elite talent on this team. I think they're a 10-win team. It's kind of what I thought before the season started. And I think it's kind of, you know, showing itself to be true here as the season progresses. And their their inability to win in one-score games has kind of reared its ugly head again. They've forgotten how to finish, how to close. Uh, we saw it last season when they we, they went into Baltimore and beat Baltimore. And they kind of reversed that trend that they had. They were like one and eight before that game in one score games. They 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 were now once again struggling in these one score games to just get over, just finish. 
And yesterday you you spotted them 10 points before you even had your second offensive play. That's tough for any any team to get to get out from under. Vince writing in, McDermott closer to Pat Shermer than Andy Reid on the free I game. love that. Pat, that's a good poll, Pat Shermer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a tweet at the fan Rochester where you can always engage with us on Twitter. X. Colts game had a very similar ending to the Bills. Only the Colts had a backup quarterback, not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, that's um, that's Talbot's point. You have a Ferrari, and you're trying to drive him like a Prius. I, I worry about what goes on in his head. I think he's mentally all over the place. He's been, co- you know, the stallion has been coached out of him. And Diggs has been spe- spectacular. But you have to you have to find more than just Diggs offensively. You have to get contribution from more than just one player. I love Diggs on that touchdown yesterday. First of all, who thought he was down? Everybody, right? So he pops back up, goes in, crosses the plane, and immediately tosses the ball to the ref and get off the field as if to say, I am setting the tone. That's right. Josh Allen... He's got to set the tone. Where's fired up Josh Allen? He was he was fired up at the end. At the, the, end. the beginning of the game. Look, man, I mean, your first play is a is a turnover. You knew it was going to be a bad day when his first throw was that off. He was off. He was just a little off yesterday. He looked great at the end. He was fired up at the end. He got the defense to lead at the end. Saw him try to fire up the troops before they went on the field. Apparently, they forgot to tackle. Nobody could get Ramondre Stevenson down. So, just ugly. But a divisional, and we forget, man. We forget that week 18, if not for Naeem Hines, two special teams touchdowns, they're losing that game as well. The Patriots are still going to be tough. Division games are tough. They're a bad team. The Bills are a better team. I'm not panicked. I've held true. You've heard me say it. I'll continue to say it. This could come down to the end. It could come down to week 18, which might be uncomfortable for a lot of us. No, 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 no. It could. That's the only way. It it will. I mean, if danger, I'm going to say something. I, there, there are losses everywhere. I don't know if we get to week 18. You're out. You're in the seventh spot right now. If the Bills lose on Thursday night, they officially fall to, as we call here in the sports bar, the farting around category mm. in the graphic. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have thought that we would? We just kind of assume, like, ah, as a playoff team, but will they win the division? Where, how will the seedings go this year? Mm. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. All these games coming up. Cincinnati, I don't see them winning that game. Philadelphia, <laughs> definitely not. Dallas, that's up in the air. Kansas City, no. Even the Chargers, the crummy old Chargers, got to go across the, the. They might be a ten-win team. They also might be an eight or nine-win team. Yeah, I'm still of the belief that they have enough talent to be a ten-win team. They don't have the elite talent that I think we were sold. Von Miller, not elite. Von Miller is still hurt. I think we can kind of agree on that. Um, wasn't anywhere on that last drive yesterday. So I would just ask the question, did you really, did you jump the gun on that? Did you just take Von at his word? Because that's not Von Miller out there. I mean, that's not to his standards. Um, he's saying and doing all the right things. You missed Ed Oliver yesterday. You really did. 
was that a load management thing? Because if it was, then you're really, you can't be doing that now. No more of this load management. You don't have a single elite lineman on the offensive side of the ball. Deion Dawkins is not elite. Deion Dawkins is a good left tackle. He's good. Not elite. No, Mitch Morse is fine. He's good. You, you don't have, when you look around the league and you see the teams that are doing what like Philadelphia did yesterday, you look at their team and you're like, oh, Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. A.J. Brown is an elite receiver. Kelsey is an elite center. Even at his advanced age, elite. Josh Allen is still elite. Mm-hmm. We're just in a rut here. And is it the coaching? Is it Josh just internalizing things too much? Or was the shoulder bugging him yesterday? The throws were off. Like, you don't see Josh Allen miss, though. So that's why I'm wondering whatever he did to the shoulder and where he said he was going to be fine or whatever. Um, maybe Maybe it's a physical thing. Scored twice in two drives in less than five minutes at the end of the game. Um, but thank, yes, thank you, Jordan Poyer. But you're yes, and the Jordan Poyer punch out was probably the highlight of the game. I mean, when you well, one of the highlights of the game for the Buffalo Bills, when you see how that turnover happened right when you needed it to happen most. But yeah, it's it's just um, a missed connection here and there with Josh Allen, just a slight correction that needs to be made. You, you connect on that deep pass to Steph Diggs, and you've got a different ball game. You're back in it, right? You've climbed out of that hole. You need, you're chasing points. You need to get back from that 10 point deficit. So I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with all of how the game was called. You got James Cook involved, both in the run game and in the pass game. He was effective. You got Dalton Kincaid involved. He was effective at moving the chains. He had his best game as a pro. But it's blame assessment Monday, and if we're going to lay the blame on anybody, for me, Gino, it's it's the coach, it's mm. it's Sean McDermott. This is his squad. He's the guy preaching next man up one minute, and then pulling Dorian Williams for the second half, the next. Which I'm fine with. Make the correction. If, if make, you need the, to. make the correction. And like you, you got to win this game. And if he was so in over his head and. Look, you and I are not all 22 nope, guys. But, but also like, you know, understand what, what those actions could do to a young player that you're trying to develop. They love that word, development. And hopefully, you know, we don't know enough about William's character to know whether or not this affects him or not. But this is the second time that it's happened. Like, okay, you're in for a little bit. We're pulling you. You're just not ready. Right. Well, I'm totally fine with that. But the problem here is... <laughs> It's not like Tyrell Dodson is. Uh, no, no, he's he's he's. Uh, Williams is a better player. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah Williams is a better player. He's physically the better player. Um, so that that's, you know, the, I don't know who put it out there. I saw it cross my feed, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely spot on, accurate for the Buffalo Bills under Sean McDermott. <coughs> Sean McDermott teams. Sean McDermott is the coach who can take a bottom five roster to the wild card and take a top five roster out of the wild card. That is Sean McDermott. And until we see more, I'm going to kind of ride with that. I mean, who was it, the off season? Who was in the off season that put McDermott at 23 in his coach's poll? Was that, uh, that was uh, Ross Tucker. Yes, it was. Yeah. Ross Tucker. When he, when he ranked the NFL head coaches, Sean McDermott was ranked 23rd. And I, I have a hard time disagreeing with it, man. I really, really do. 
He's a good coach. Um, but you have instances everywhere in NFL history, yeah, sports history, where the coach gets you to a certain point. I mean, the Yankees were winning. Buck Walter couldn't get him over the top. Joe Torre got him over the top. Tony Dungy was bringing the Buccaneers. That, uh, nope, sorry, got to get out of here. We're going to bring in Gruden. Like, you have instances like this. <sighs> Getting way ahead of ourselves here. Oh, no, we're but, not firing like, no, the coach. No, no, no. We're not firing the coach. He's four and three. And they've got a lot of football left. And you know what? While we, as fans, you may hear a bit of panic. You're not hearing any panic from the veterans in that locker room, for better or worse. Jordan Poyer, after the game, reminding us all it's a long season. This is a long season. Um, this is a very long season. Four and three, maybe not where we wanted to be um, at the beginning of the year, but we got a short week this week, um, and the games are going to keep coming. No reason to soak into this one and turn one loss into two. Um, you know, we'll hit it on the plane, watch the tape on the plane, and tomorrow we're on to uh, the Tampa Bay. So uh, this, is, this is a long season. Um, you just make sure that you don't want to turn one loss into two losses, especially on a short week. And Josh Allen was was relatively short uh, post game as well. Sure, I mean he, um, you know he knows you're going to ask him questions and he's going to give you the same answers. Bear with me here. This is Josh Allen post game, and I'm I'm only saying bear with me. It's it's 80 seconds of Josh Allen answering questions. Slow start for the offense. Can you pinpoint anything today? Um, execution. You know, start off play one. Guy makes a good play, falls off on the. On the bow route, I, I need to see him there. Um, but yeah, you know, not, it's not a not a good way to start a game. When you say execution, Josh, I mean you get to a point as an offense when you do execute, but it is kind of a pattern now within games where it's slow. Is it is it recognition of what defenses are doing? I don't want to put words in your mouth. What is it that's preventing you from getting to where you need to be earlier in games? Well, I wish I knew the exact answer because we'd we'd have it fixed by now. So um, I'm gonna watch this film and, and find a way to to get there, whatever it is. Um, you know, our season's not over. It's a long season. You know, it feels pretty bleak right now, but um, you know, we're we're gonna figure it out. You all right? You feel okay? Yeah. Was it, did it Thank affect you. you at all today? You looked a little off to, at, at times, I thought. But uh, pain management, any of that a factor at all? No, we're good to go. You were pretty vocal this week about the, the offense and the play calling and everything. You you are fully confident in the, yep. in the plan that you guys take when you go in on a day like today? Yeah, absolutely. And Catalana. Yeah. Um, yeah. We always forget, too, or at least I don't. I try not to forget. Josh Allen wanted Ken Dorsey. That's his guy. Dorsey was the guy he endorsed. Could have gone gotten anybody that you wanted. Dorsey is the guy he wanted. You're building it around him. Which I have no problem with because this is what good organizations do. You, you know, come with us and you're going to get promoted. Next man up. It, the, the, the problem is, and you heard Adam Benito, like, it's the start. You cannot go against the New York Giants three quarters without a point. Eh, just a bad night, whatever. You cannot, like, they didn't figure it out right until the end. 
And yeah, they gave him the, the lead at the end, but by that point, yeah, you left. Yeah, you can't you can't start you in can't, a 10-0 no. hole before you even have your your second offensive play. It's brutal. It's it's this it's this it's the head coach, the team taking on the identity of McDermott. I think that's the problem here. Is that Sean McDermott would love to win twenty to seventeen games if he could. When in reality, you do have an elite quarterback, an elite wide receiver, and an offense that should be moving. Except the way the thing is called, their danger. It's almost like uh, they're the ones that are trying to take the possessions out of the game. And and having a nine and a half minute drive, great. Every once in a while. I kind of like the actually uh, three plays, 80 yards, boom, boom, boom. And then when you're playing an inferior team, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones yesterday, stop with that. Tomorrow, uh, we'll be joined as we are every Tuesday from Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard. We'll learn a little bit more about what uh, Coach McDermott said today, specifically on the status of Dawson Knox. Tight end Dawson Knox is going to have wrist surgery. No timetable as of right now announced for his return. No. So something he's been yeah. dealing with, something he's been playing with. And, you know, yesterday it became apparent like he wasn't holding on to the football. He had a costly drop against the Giants. A throw that Josh would probably like to have back, but it's been affecting him. You could tell. And now it'll uh, require surgery and we'll see. Uh, if and when Dawson Knox returns to the lineup. So insult to injury, you're down your star tight end. Mm. Perino joins us at 325 tomorrow. And Amherst head coach Seth Appert stops by the sports bar as he does every Tuesday at 425 tomorrow. We have Sabres hockey tonight. I didn't even real like, there's so many options. We're watching the, the NLCS game six as it's underway right now. We'll have... Game seven in the ALCS later tonight, and you've got Sabres hockey tonight here on the Fan Rochester, seven o'clock with Montreal coming in. Now, I had the take on Friday that Philadelphia fan can be a little front runnerish, but I will give them kudos. The fact that they're standing, the vast majority of those fans stand for an entire playoff game. It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rock and roll show. You know, yeah. when, when you're at the rock show, you, you don't sit, you want to stand, you want to be engaged. The entire time. Uh, it's uh, it's a great atmosphere, and they're uh, threatening here in the bottom of the first with two men on, two out, uh, and start at the plate, um, first and second for the uh, Phillies here in the fir- in the bottom of the first. We'll see if uh, yep. they can they can get on the board here early. Aaron Nola uh, struck out uh, one, two, three. That's how Arizona went down. Uh, we'll uh, get to a round of shots next in the sports bar. What's going on in Michigan, Danger? This is uh, starting to blow up here. Is uh, yeah, some it's actually kind of sounding like the Patriots there. But will the NCAA really do anything? We will set you up for uh, baseball tonight as uh, interesting decision by the Texas Rangers. But really, do they have any other options here? Uh, we've got those stories and more coming up. Shots on the way here in the Sports Bar Danger and Bataglia. More next. The Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott sharing the news this afternoon that tight end Dawson Knox is out indefinitely. Knox will undergo surgery 
to repair a broken wrist. No word on a timetable. The Bills will be at practice tomorrow. It's a short week. Buffalo opening as a seven and a half point favorite against Tampa Bay on Thursday night. Tonight, it's a busy night in sports. The 49ers and Vikings tangle on Monday night football. Christian McCaffrey should be good to go for the Niners tonight. Sabres hockey tonight as well. We'll have on the sports leader Montreal coming in. 7 o'clock puck drop. Bottom of the second in Philadelphia where well, just now going yard. Tommy Pham of Arizona in the top of the second, I should say. Arizona leading Philadelphia 1-0. Tonight it's Game 7 of the Astros and the Rangers. Gene Tagline, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Bills, Sabres, Amherst, your home for live sports. It's 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. For us to have a rivalry with Montreal and and that hockey market, the excitement that that would generate would be great for us. You know, there's there's some history too, and and, um, could think of no better uh, rivalry than having that happen. And you're right, the age and these franchises going through what they've gone through the last couple of years to to start growing up at the same time. Buffalo Sabres head coach Don Granato taking the ice against Montreal. Tonight here on the Sports Leader, puck drop just after 7 o'clock as we get to a round of shots. Gino, uh, another solo yeah. shot for the Diamondbacks here. Flores Guriel, the uh, former Blue Jay, 2-0 now, Arizona, as uh, Aaron Nola had a pretty decent first of getting uh, giving up a two bombs here in the second. All right, we've, so we've got that in the bottom of the second here. The uh, NLCS probably has quieted the crowd down at Citizens Bank Park there in Philadelphia, and maybe we see a game seven after all. As it's uh, well, it's still very early in this oh, game. Oh, you mean the Phillies could just honestly one inning just sure. put an end to it? Uh, Texas Rangers are trying. Uh, really, what, what are they going to do for game seven here? Uh, they're turning to who they think there is their what is their best option. Max Scherzer gets yeah. the start tonight. Uh, we last saw him in game three, five earned runs in four innings. That gave uh, the Astros uh, their pathway to a victory. And it's not Scherzer's fault, really. It was his one and only appearance in September 12th. Uh, the Astros are going to counter tonight with Christian Javier. Winner goes to the World Series. Uh, and this one goes to the network tonight. I think it's kind of interesting. And they weren't on the network, but oh, Monday Night Football tonight? Yeah, that's uh, going to be some uh, counter programming on Fox, 8 okay. o'clock. Good. I, uh, who do you like tonight, Gino? You're going to go with the Astros because Scherzer is got, got teed up last time he was uh, out there? Well, I'm going to go with the team that has been there. Done, I mean, can we just say this out loud? The Astros are a dynasty. Ugh. They really are. Ugh. Six straight ALCS is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the idea they can get back to the World Series again, yeah. whether it be three and four years, that's... Yeah, it reminds me of um, it reminds me of the Braves, right? The Braves of the the '90s, and yeah, that kind of. But the Braves in the '90s, it took them forever to get that one. Mm-hmm. You know, finally they got it in '95. But you always felt like there was something more that should have happened. At least with the Astros, they've gotten two now. Uh, big sign that uh, things are going to be changing in San Diego this offseason. Like you see the Padres, oh, they're going to be in the market for Shohei. Probably not, because you do hear whispers that they want to cut payroll. And here's a big sign. Manager Bob Melvin is being allowed to interview with another team in their own division. That being the San Francisco Giants, Melvin in the last year of a contract, that's going to pay him $4 million I know year. it's unorthodox. I know it's outside of the box. Giant fan, tell me you wouldn't be excited if the Giants hired a guy who doesn't have any managerial experience but has a relationship with the team, Buster Posey. You bring that guy, and I think the Giants 
I think the Giants improve immediately. You don't. You have a, a guy that is there that's beloved. That it, that's the guy that I would love. You'll you'll go ahead and recycle Bob Melvin. Well, I I don't know. Does Buster Posey want anything? Yeah, I don't know. No, you don't. Just, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That would be a, a fun hire for that team for that organization. All right. So the name in college football that we never heard of before today. Connor Stallions. Who is Connor Stallions? Well, he's a suspended Michigan staffer who is at the center of this sign-stealing uh, probe. This actually might be very problematic for Michigan. So here's the evidence that's being turned over to the NCAA now. Stallions has bought tickets more than 30 games over the last three years, 11 different Big Ten schools, and now they have surveillance of him videotaping all their sidelines. So there is a case now that's being presented against Michigan. Um, but is this going to move quickly enough for something to happen? Because, well, you can make the argument that it's either you know, they're better than Georgia or vice versa, mm-hmm. or that's going to be. Uh, right now, uh, Georgia remains uh, at the top of the poll. Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. And Washington at five. Alabama has moved up to number nine. Alabama has moved up to number nine. Nine times. I'm just like Aaron Nola. A little something off the fastball today, Jim. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Iowa dropping out of the top 25 for good reason. Uh, they don't know how to play football. Offensive football. We Unbelievable. Laughed. We laughed last Friday. The over-under 30 and a half against Minnesota. It hit. It did the under hit. Final score, Minnesota 12, Iowa 10. I'm like, that cannot be. You're betting over. No. Uh, By the way, the first college football, you know, the AP poll, get out of here. First playoff uh, committee ranker comes out uh, on Halloween night. As you mentioned, Danger, we do have a Sabre game tonight. i got to wrap my head around that. Um, it's going to be a lot of red in the arena. I'm not talking about the gold heads. Uh, it's Montreal in the town. 7 o'clock for the coverage here on the fan. It looks like it's going to be Eric Comrie once again in that for Buffalo. Uh, the Sabres coming off that win with uh, Comrie uh, in that over the aisles. Meanwhile, the Amherst, they gave them eight goals Friday night at Lavelle. Uh, they were off the rest of the weekend. Charlotte comes to the Blue Cross Arena for the first of two on Wednesday. We'll be talking to Amherst head coach Seth Apper tomorrow afternoon here in the sports park. And quickly, we should mention it just moved to 3 uh Diamondbacks here as uh, Nola's getting beat up pretty good. Uh, they've got a runner on second here in the bottom of the second. The Diamondbacks pouring it on here. Okay, so I see Longoria there on. T- Boy, he's been in baseball forever. Uh, finally, we should be really surprised, are we, that the Bears laid a whooping on the Raiders yesterday? No. You, we, I mean, surprised? The Raiders are a bad team, too. Brian Hoyer? Yeah. Come on. Um, after all, it was Tyson Badgett leading the way yeah. at quarterback. Uh, he comes from good genes as this video is starting to go viral. It was his dad during the Senior Bowl that was showcased. Why? Apparently, dad is a world champion arm wrestler. 28 <laughs> championships he's won in arm wrestling. Uh, Tyson Badgen's dad uh, taking on Tom Pelissaro on the NFL Network uh, during the Senior Bowl. Yeah, so the arm wrestling thing has come to Rochester, I've learned, that there's some places where you can actually like find arm wrestling events. Really? Yeah. Uh, we were discussing this when I was filling in for uh, Tommy in the break room last week, and one of the things that whenever I hear arm wrestling, I can't think of the actual like, you know, sanctioned arm wrestling events. All I think about is the Stallone movie. 
You remember over yeah, the top, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I can think. All I, I have this image in my head of Stallone driving his semi truck, so committed to his craft that he's got like a pulley system in his truck so he can work on his technique and strengthen his arm for his arm wrestling while he's driving cross country in his semi tractor trailer. He's got the, the the pulley system. He's you know working on his technique and going over the top, over the top, and his old his son yelling, "Go over the top, Dad!" I mean, just like the cheesiest of all '80s movies. There was always a movie for something in the 80s. Arm wrestling, making a comeback. That is uh, fun. I thought the one that would take off the uh, the hand slap one, like the guy who founded UFC. Do you remember that? Oh, the the international, the, uh, the world the s- wrestling, or world, uh, what do they call it? Hand slapping. Yeah, basically, you go with an, an open It's an fist, open hand. You open just, hand, and you just slap somebody, and you have to take it. You're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, it oh. looks terrible. But I've seen it, and it gets me every time. I can't help but like look at it. Just like two guys just standing there. You're lining it up. You're allowed, like you're allowed to pull back and line it up, and line it, and then you just rear back and crack somebody. It yeah, it looks that looks painful, man. Uh, arm wrestling. Tyson Badgett, boy, prime time. Tyson Badgett coming up here Sunday night. The whole country is going to get to see what are the uh, undrafted. Rookie quarterback from a Division II school looks like in the NFL. Well, that's going to be one of the decisions we'll make tomorrow. Oh, not it's we the right pronoun. One of the decisions I will make. See tomorrow. now you you think you're you're holding a grudge against me. You want me to follow every pick. I just thought the Niners was a better pick, and you were a little bit nervous yesterday. Oh, not over oh, the Seahawks. Get out of here! It was not nervous. It was close. Not close divisional game. It was a one score game. The majority of that game was a one score game. What helped is after a bad Bills game, you know, the executive <laughs> producer and I got off the vino and you know uh, the, the boxed bear, wine. Yeah, everything was was all good. Uh-huh. Of course, on a Sunday. Um, so tomorrow, four o'clock, Gene gives his Week Eight survive in advance pick, and I may or may not be participating depending on tonight's outcome. If the Vikings pull the upset tonight, I'm done. I'm out. Well, you have some good news, bad news for the Niners tonight. It looks like uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to play. How much? He's got that oblique injury. Um, But Debo Samuel will be out, and left tackle Trent Williams is also doubtful with an ankle injury. So the Niners are not going to be at their full complement tonight. But it is – sorry, Viking fans. you got to admit it is the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, what, what did I see? Kirk Cousins is like two and 10 lifetime on Monday night football or something horrible. Like it's that. Weird, like the prime time thing. We looked it up 11 and 19 in prime time. And That's Kirk did, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. He did like throw four touchdowns against the Eagles, you know, early this season. Yeah. So he can play well, but he just might, still lost. Yeah. <laughs> just Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that every once in a while forgets how to play. Yeah. Well, he, and he, without his best weapon, Hmm. A little nervous about that one. Um, we'll get the last call next in the sports bar. You can join us by calling 866-4-F-A-N. That's the Good Smoke Barbecue and pl- Pub Wingman line at 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. It is the most dangerous words in all of sports talk radio. We go to the phones next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. All right, if you're just joining us in the Sports Bar, it's Danger and Bataglia. We appreciate you stopping by. Dan Fates from 13 Wham Sports uh, came by in the 3 o'clock hour. Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com joined us last hour. Both gentlemen gracious with their time and sharing their thoughts and their opinions on another uh, disappointing outing of the Buffalo Bills uh, yesterday in New England. The Bills fall to the Patriots. Now look ahead to Thursday, uh, a game against Tampa Bay at home here. Uh, at Highmark Stadium. We'll have that for you with kickoff just after 8 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, it's probably a benefit that the Bills get right back out there, but the big news today is you're not going to have Dawson Knox. Not for this game and who knows how long. Uh, Dawson Knox undergoing uh, soon Surgery on his wrist. It's an injury that he's been kind of dealing with, but now that you start to piece things together, the game against the Giants when you're trying to you know seal it in the end, yeah, it was a tough pass. Probably should have had it. Fourth down yesterday. Okay, he got popped. Probably should have, you know, come down with it was that. The Jags game that he got injured, right? I no, want to say. I would say he's going back even further than that. The Dolphin game. Oh, wow. yeah. So he's been dealing with this. So, well, uh, hoping he gets right. I know some people believe that this is addition by subtraction for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know that I would go that far. He's been disappointing, uh, considering what you're paying him. You want a little bit more production. Um, but now you're hoping that he gets right and hopefully can contribute before the season's up again to come back and, and you know be a contributing factor in the offense. Yeah, now you have Dalton Kincaid. This is what you drafted him for, and if there is one bright spot out of yesterday, was, okay, Dalton Kincaid, that, yes, he can make plays on this on this Bills offense. couple of, of bright spots, because I also thought James Cook got involved, in not just the run game, but also in the passing game. 4.3 yards a rush with 56 yards on the ground, 46 yards, and a score catching the football. So James Cook had himself uh, a nice day as well with over 100 yards of total offense. And he continues to be a part of the, you know, let's let's keep him in bubble wrap too, by the way. Let's let's make sure that he stays healthy over the course of the season. I think they've done a pretty good job of, of maintaining a balance between Cook and Murray. We didn't see much of uh, Johnson except for uh, kickoff returns, right? Yeah. No, we saw Murray. What was it? False start or some penalty. Like those are just sloppy. Sloppy yes. yeah, head coaching. Sloppy. It's on coaching, uh, and and those details matter. And, and they've been a little off. Uh, let's see if they can get right Thursday to talk more about that matchup coming up on Thursday tomorrow on the show. As we do every Tuesday, we will be joined by Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard. Yeah, so we'll talk to Matt, uh, who was out in New England, uh, get his thoughts as. Well, things are going to be happening tomorrow. Remember, it's McDermott McLeis usually on a Wednesday, but because it's a shortened week, uh, the, tomorrow will be kind of the day where Bill's players and the coach will talk to everybody. So uh, not too much time to practice here, so we'll talk to Matt as uh, he'll be stepping out. Normally, he's not covering practice on a Tuesday, so hmm. we think it's going to be 325 for Matt tomorrow, but certainly we'll we'll firm up on that. And then uh, head coach Seth Appert is the Amherst are home Wednesday and Friday this week. The Charlotte Checkers coming back to town. No, we don't want to bury the lead. I mean, what everybody's going to be tuning in for tomorrow happens right around 4 o'clock, and that will be Geno's Week 8 Survive in Advance Survivor Football Pick. We want to get you to November. Oh, yes, yes. We're going to try to close out October with another win. We took Seattle. Good luck to your Niners tonight, Mike mm-hmm. Danger. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Uh, we'll regroup and we'll be back again tomorrow afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. Now, if you missed any of today's show, you can go inside the Odyssey app. It's free to download. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Find the fan Rochester. Rewind is a feature that we have that you can go back and listen to any part of the show you may have missed for the next 72 hours. We'll also have it up for you, uh, podcast form, available for you in podcast form wherever you get your shows. Search out the sports bar. You'll get all of our guest appearances, our entire hour-long segments. The entire show will be uh, up for you there for you to listen at your leisure in podcast form. Again, that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the free-to-download Odyssey app. And uh, thanks to everybody who checked out the stream, the video stream today at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. Don't forget to like and subscribe there when you stop by to watch the sports bar. For Gene Battaglia, I am Mike Danger. I really don't know who's coming up next. I don't think it's Zach Gelb. <laughs> I'm going to guess Bart, Bart Winkler tonight. I'm hoping it's Bart Winkler, selfishly. I heard a lot of Bart over the weekend. Let's so get yeah. to Bart Winkler next in the sports bar. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.